It's launch day over at menofwater.com, and we got a lot in the bag, so let's get right to it. The Grift Report starts right now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? It's the one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. Greetings, Hoteps. Welcome to the Griff Report live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm your host, the Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep to the Hotep of Stannies. Hotep. Shout out to Nas. Nas said he got a new job, so he won't be able to chat as much, but he's he's watching and listening. Shout out to you. Congratulations. I didn't know niggas could still get jobs these days with this economy, so congratulations that you got yourself a gig. That's what's up. Staff Colonel Jay Pylon, I'll see y'all. Yeah, yeah. Apex is officially available. Apex has dropped. Pure testosterone support. Hey, you know, I want to talk about this really fast before we move forward. It's a lot of supplements in the market, but none of them are quite created as equal to those developed by menofwater.com. Shout out to Tenai Ricks, our chief science officer, making sure everything is copacetic as far as the ingredients are concerned. So unlike other people's claims, our product is actually safe and effective. <laughs> the issue with some of these um, hormone drugs, I know some people have tried TRT and all this other stuff, and I, I don't recommend taking that stuff. But um, for example, um, uh, what is it called? Melanonin? Melatonin, I'm sorry. Melatonin. For example, when people take melatonin supplements, uh, and this is directly from organic chemist, Dr. Sinaibrick's PhD professor, uh, university professor. Um, basically how he talked to me was, he said, when you take these melatonin supplements, your body becomes dependent on them because your body goes, okay, here's melatonin coming in. Therefore, we don't need to create any. So you get like this artificial, um, artificial ingredient here introduced into your body that creates a dependency and then when you get off of it you become dependent because you're like now i can't go to sleep i took these to go to sleep and now i can't go to sleep because my body is saying wait you were giving us melatonin we stopped producing it and the same thing can happen when you deal with different hormones like testosterone your body will seek outside measures as opposed to producing itself so we take a different approach at menofwater.com what we do is we supply your body with very specific and exotic herbs that basically help your body produce testosterone naturally. So there may be things blocking. There may be some um, inflammatory um, areas in your body that these herbs will go and attack and alleviate blockages so that your body can continue to produce testosterone naturally so that you don't become dependent on the product. And also it's going to be great help as a supplement to help you build muscle. 
And um, I, I can't wait to uh, start taking it myself and seeing the results because I'm in the gym heavy now. And Apex and Flow are going to be the, the, the products that I consistently use. With that being said, let me take my Flow now. I forgot to take it before the stream. I'm setting up. Hold on a second. perfect um so yeah um so flow has been rebranded uh, or master focus has been rebranded as flow as you see on the on the screen here apex is 50 percent off for the rest of the week which is not much time left um basically you know for about 30 bucks you can uh get a subscription and be uh grandfathered in at that subscription price for life so if you want to enjoy this testosterone support supplement, go to menofwater.com. You don't have to do anything. It's automatically there. The, the product is automatically priced at half off. And the 30% off you see on your screen will apply for flow as usual. Shout out to the team um, putting help put this together. Appreciate you. Uh, great team meeting last night. And um Looking forward to uh, bringing you guys more products. So we have two more supplements coming before the year is out, but we're going to supply you with these first. Shout out to my community who selected testosterone as the next supplement. So appreciate you. And uh, we've added some more clients today uh, since the beginning of launch. With that said, let's go to the Griff bag. Um. There's a couple of things I want to take a look at here. Like the, 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 the Griff bag today is it's a variety. It's a nice little variety. I want to take a look at this. I'm going to start here. And then what is this? Oh, we got to look at this. This is hilarious. This is a lot of videos that, that have appeared on the timeline. We, we just got to go down the line and just listen to. Before we, I got some big brain stuff we got. So I'm going to try to run through some of this stuff as fast as possible, as fast as humanly possible. And then we'll get to the Vivek and the big brain and the VP and all of that stuff. So without further ado, let's hop right into the first video right here. Um, Uncle Hotep has claimed, he says, I blame Hotep Jesus for um, the black conservative wave. So he blames me for it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you all know this is a, a black history fact that Uncle Hotep is, in fact, the first black man ever in the galaxy to wear a MAGA hat. This is known. This is stamped in the history books, and we'll be celebrating that for Black History Month. Now, let's go to the tape. I'm a black conservative. Of course, I have a lifted truck. I'm a black conservative. Of course, I know who my dad is. I'm a black conservative, and I live on the water because of course I don't mind swimming. Of course I've never been denied a job interview. Of course I don't own a pit bull. Of course I wear a belt so my pants don't sag. I'm a black conservative. Of course I've never fit the description. I'm a black conservative. Of course I've been called every single other black conservative that looks relatively similar or anything like me. Of course I don't play basketball. Black conservative. Of course my manager's white. And I'm never uncomfortable around white people. 
just first of all, that's Cap because he runs his own business. I met him. This is, uh, I think, Joel Patrick, I think his name is. And uh, we were at the Black Conservative Summit, TPUSA, et cetera, et cetera. Where's Lauren? I meant to get Lauren on the phone and to tell the TPUSA story. We got to get her to tell the TPUSA story like ASAP. Is she there? Lauren, are you there? I'll call you. You can call in right now if you're there anyway. Um, yeah, he runs his own business. It's like some kind of lumber business or something like that. Um, but this is the type of content. I think this video is old, too. But this is the type of content that was coming out of black conservatives at a time when they were supposed to be trying to get a black vote. And um, <laughs> Matt, you ain't shit. <laughs> Matt called him Zuby. <laughs> Y'all look crazy. Oh, so yeah, this is the type of content they was making. Let's go. Let's go. So remember, Uncle Hotep is guilty. He he he's the one that got me into all of this mess. Let's be clear. It's about to get messier. It's about to get messier. Damn, this is a ten minute clip. Jesus Christmas anomaly. I'm going to play some of this. I'm not going to play all of it. Let's dive into it. It's taking an attack at Tim Pool. I, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Let's take a look. Shouldn't be doing this. And now years later, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, dude, it's four years later. Okay, I get it. Yeah. We, we should never forget how bad those things were. But it's weird to me that we look at these blue state governors who literally murdered people in New York. And it's like, but Donald Trump, it, it funded also, scientific can research. Can I just say something, too? Can I just say something? He's probably talking about me when he's talking about centrist journalists who who won't let Trump go with that. But in general, two things I want to say. First of all, he's like, oh, well, who, who, the, 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 the research. And I mean, who cares? It's like, dude, what Luke said about Echo Health and Peter Daszak is way more intelligent than you just being like, oh, who cares about it? I don't know. Me, a lot of people, because it tanked Trump's fourth quarter and 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 probably helped him lose the election with all of the stuff, including the ballots. But in general, um, He's like, well, who wants to, who, why should we talk about that when, when the Democrat governors suck? And this is why the elites win, because they move the Overton window, right? And the Republicans get wickeder and worse and crazier and more communist, and the Democrats get even more communist. So then you're, it's like, who cares that he printed $18 billion and printed trillions of dollars and did all this stuff and said Sweden should have locked down? Because the Democrat governors were worse, and the Overton window shifts, and the elites don't care who wins the election. Because it's like, either way, we're going to get insane. Either it's worse or worse. And Tim's either too fake or stupid to realize how they work. Um, yeah, the Democrat. Hello, Ms. Hoffman. Hello. How are you? Governor suck, but that doesn't make it right. And I want to say this, too, where he's like, who cares about operation? I'm a black conservative. Of course, I'm an elite grifter. <laughs> I like that, Mark. Jim works to me to his vaccines and therapeutics. I'll tell you, Tim, why I care. OK, and I'm going to start. And before I get to the third thing, because I he's probably talking about me, which is fine. I don't care. Um, but in general, it's like. Let's go back to Ronald Reagan's National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. Once Ronald Reagan, with the pressure from the pharmaceutical lobby in both parties, passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act, has nothing to do with uh, the vaccine. He passed the vaccine changes. This is a layer together. Oh, uh, no, this ain't the video. This ain't the video. Hold on. That's not the video I wanted to play. Hold on. Um, Is it? Is it in the back? No, because I, I was about to say, I know. Governors. No, it's not this one. This isn't the one. Whoops. It's, I, hold on. Yeah, it's this one. Okay, I know. Dude, in the beginning of COVID, in the lockdowns, in the lockdowns, 
Donald Trump said 15 days to slow the spread. And we were all, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. And now that we have hindsight, you have people being like, Ron was correct. No, Trump was correct. No, Ron. Dude, I don't think we need to adjudicate for what happened four years ago now that we have hindsight. All right. So I just want to show you Tim's tweets from uh, April. He said, Fauci is a good dude. We definitely want to listen to him and take his instructions seriously. He's not an economist and the crisis we face is not just COVID-19. There will be hard decisions for all of us ahead. That was on April 13th. He also said Fauci, having Fauci on the task force gives pushback and is extremely important. I'm glad we don't have a bunch of yes men on the task force. So in April, Tim was telling his audience, Fauci's a good dude. I'm glad he's there. Here's me, April 5th. I said Trump needs to add some new doctors and fresh perspective on the stage. Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci are leading the country right now, and I don't trust either of them. On April 15, I said, I don't want a shot. I don't want to test. I watched the WHO spread lies all year. I watched the Surgeon General lie to our nation on television. I watched Fauci and Burks parade a fake model based on false data with no explanation. These folks aren't trustworthy, okay? And I'm showing you this because this is chess and checkers. I play chess. Tim plays dumb boy checkers, right? He just watches TV and just says generic babble and gets angry at smarter people like me. I'm 20 times as smart as Tim. He's like, Fauci's a good dude. He said, I'm 20 times smart as Tim. (laughs) Damn. And I'm like, I'm reading the models. The data's fake. They're lying to us. They're not trustworthy. I'm not listening to these people. And he's like, I'm glad that they're there. Yeah, because you're an idiot, Tim Pool. And some people did have hindsight because unlike you, your analysis is equivalent to somebody that fills a Cheerio bowl full of human feces and just eats their own shit. I'm actually doing high-level stuff here, as are a lot of people. And anybody like us, Tim just talks down on and yells at these people like like Luke, who's way smarter than Tim. I don't know how long Luke's going to last there because he's like way more smart and honest than Tim. So look how Tim treats uh, Luke for being better than him. But I Trump just did want, get boosted. Right? I just want to see more Consult personal. I'm losing my fucking mind. I feel mind. like I'm moderating you guys a zero hedge shut the debate. Fuck up. Yeah, dude. Shut this the is what I felt up. like yeah. at the zero hedge debate, dude, by the way. Holy fucking shit. Let's just not we talk get over it. each other. I have had this debate yeah. 7,000 times. Hey, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm losing my fucking mind. Dude. I am so over people being like, Trump was bad because Trump did a thing. No, that I we agree did, with we, you. We, we did not know what was happening four years ago. And now we are four years on with mass illegal immigration, 10,000 people per day. And you're talking about a vaccine program for four years ago. Uh, Here we go again. The the comments were made a couple of weeks ago by uh, by Donald Trump about Donald Trump came out and said it should be your choice. Yes, that's my point. We're done. He said you should get. Do you guys think that the reason why we talk about. Okay, okay, let's let's solve this. Today. Damn. We're done. Hey, with Julius, my buddy Julius said on Twitter, it was an interesting point. He goes, with Tim's logic of like, oh, it was years ago. Let's not talk about it. Then nothing Tim Pool ever talks about makes any sense at all. Like, has he never looked at something that has happened, like not this second and, and not complained about it? His entire show is him like analyzing politicians over the last 20 years and all the missteps and Obama. and it, But no, only with Trump. It doesn't matter if it happened before. And I want to read my response to him real quick because I feel like I articulated accurately the point that Tim is conflating and missing because anytime you say anything outside of the echo chamber, they just say mandates. There's separate ideas like fentanyl is not mandated, but that doesn't mean it needs to come over the border. Opioids were never mandated, but that doesn't mean there's uh, corruption. And a lot of uh, the pharmaceutical scams that they got caught and had to pay billions of dollars a fine, they weren't mandated. So like just because something isn't mandated, mandates were terrible, in my opinion, obviously. 
But that's not like the buck doesn't stop there. That's like the monkey mind of Tim Pool. He's got like an ape brain or like a five-year-old brain where he can't understand complex topics. So he just spirals and says like really generic low IQ stuff. And in my opinion, this is why everybody's so dumb because they listen to people like Tim Pool all the time and he's like rotted their brains. And now I have to deal with the people that Tim has brainwashed with this low IQ monkey babble. So here's my response to Tim, which is smarter than anything he's ever said. I said NPC pool doesn't seem to understand that hiring pharma lobbyists above Fauci, printing money and handing $18 billion in socialist cash to the corrupt pharma industry is a different topic than just defaulting solely back to mandates. Luke and millions of voters are not wrong for wanting accountability and getting tired of Trump overselling the vaccine in interviews because he was the socialist quarterback who literally demands more credit for them than Fauci. Either Tim is extremely low IQ, blinded by his psychotic rage, purposely covering this up or so engulfed in MAGA slop echo chambers that he can't fathom what Luke is correctly stating. And that's exactly it. Why does he scream at other men who are smarter and more reasonable than him? He's such an obnoxious prick, which is just obvious. So it's like, these are two different topics that he just can't seem to fathom. And he's constantly uh, conflating. All right. I'm going to tell y'all what this shit is really about. This is personal. This is, this is beef. This is personal beef between Anomaly and and Tim Pool. And this goes back to uh, Anomaly was supposed to be on the show. Uh, something happened with his flight and uh, he ended up at the hotel, not too far from Tim Pool. But somehow he wasn't let into this studio. And, and they said he had to reschedule. And he was like, well, it's costing me money to be here or something. Uh, you know, make a long story short, Anomaly was supposed to be on the show, but it fell through and he's mad. Okay. So that's that. Uh, so he's got personal beef with Tim Pool. Now, the arguments, right? The, the, the funny thing about the arguments is they're two different arguments. And both of them are right. Tim Pool's right and Anomaly's right. And in my debate against Anomaly, I took the same take Tim Pool had. I said, Trump never mandated the vaccines, and that's quite a different thing um, than uh, what the left was pushing, where they wanted to find all different types of way to mandate mass and mandate. And Trump was like, you know, here's hydroxychloroquine. You know, um, Trump talked about alternative medicine. So it wasn't like Trump just said the vaccine is the only way. Um, I remember uh, the media slandered him saying, you know, it was horse horse uh, hormones or something like that, some kind of horse medicine. And they made fun of him. Meanwhile, this is like an overcounted drug in Africa and other countries. Um, so, yeah, and then Anomaly's right. There was massive printing. Um, the, and the only reason why I give Trump bail on the vaccine is because, number one, he's old as shit. And anybody who's old as shit thinks vaccines are safe and effective. Number two, um, I had been yelling from the top of my lungs about vaccines before there was a pandemic and everybody on the right pushed back against me. I'm going to say everybody, but that, you know, it was very unpopular to say vaccines are dangerous. Right. Um, and, and this was some of the stuff I was saying before the pandemic, before there was anybody heard about a COVID-19, I was talking about vaccines and i've showed you guys those screenshots before um you just type in vaccine and hotep jesus and you'll see all those tweets from me right so um 
everybody believed in it. Nobody really said anything until after the fact, right? After the fact, you know, when you had the died suddenly situation and, you know, all of this stuff, uh, when the left got more totalitarian and won their mandates, that's when it really became a discussion amongst the right. But before that, everybody was still injecting their kids with, you know, your child was born, you gave them a vaccine, you, you took them back to school, they got their shots. Everybody was still operating as business as usual. So to expect Donald Trump to do something different than the majority of United States citizens, I got to give him bail because all you motherfuckers horse, horse dewormer. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, uh, I got to give him bail because everybody was on board with the vaccines, including the right. Because I used to argue with people, conservatives, like, yo, are you serious? Y'all like actually support this shit? It was kind of weird to me. Anyway, let's go to the next clip. Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's been in the news a lot recently. Let's go to this clip about the Jews. That is a meritocracy. But ADL and their donors and their staff and Jonathan Greenblatt, they want Jews to get special treatment the way blacks currently get special treatment in America. As a meritocracy. Now, I got to tell you, if I'd have said that when I was with TPUSA, I'd have got banned for that. But again, um, this comes back to hold on. Taylor's texting me. OK, cool. Um, so. Um, where was I? Um Okay, so I'll just start from the top. Yeah, so if I was at TBUSA, you know, they'd have banned me for talking about Jews. But this comes back to the fact that I'm now starting to think that this is, and this I was this was the the, the rant I went on yesterday. Remember when a dude was talking about anti-Zionism, and I'm like, the Zionists create anti-Zionism. And if you know anything about um, Charlie Kirk, he's definitely, if not a Zionist, a Zionist sympathist, and. Um, I'm a Zionist sympathist. I think they, you know, if, if the Jews want that land and, you know, have a crack at it, I don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's my personal honest take. And I, and I know, I know it's very controversial and whatever, whatever, but you know, y'all can take sides if you want to, you can take the Arab man's side, you could take the Muslims man's side, but honestly, that beef is between the Jews and the Palestinians. That shit ain't got nothing to do with me. And I know, uh, as an American, Israel's our greatest ally. We, uh, the, the, the Western world would be nothing without the Jew. Um, and I know that the first conquerors of African people was the Muslim caliphate, the Arab world. So they are almost like our first sworn enemy until it got swapped out with the white man by the powers that be. Okay. So. By default, as a black nationalist, I'm going to choose the Jew over the Muslim. Now, that doesn't work for all cases. It just works in that particular case. Also, I believe in uh, colonialism. You know, I think that's just uh, a, a, a thing that human nature has done. They People come and they conquer. And if the Jews came, they kicked your ass and they and the British Empire tricked you out your land. You know, all's fair in love and war, as they say. Right. So you lost that land. Jews got the land. They took it from your ass. And now you're crying. So it is what it is. Right. But it just comes back to the fact that, you know, Charlie Kirk. 
Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, he might be playing into this whole, you know, I'm going to say something uh, anti-Zionist as a Zionist to increase anti-Semitism. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But to hear, to hear him say that, because, um, yeah, it's just it's just very, very weird. Jabari said our money funds both sides of the conflict. Yeah, also true. Also true. We fucking created Hamas between Israel and the United States. We helped create Hamas anyway. Um, just like we helped create um, Al Qaeda. Um, as per the words from Hillary Clinton, as you guys all know, I've played that clip a million times. So it's just weird hearing Charlie Kirk. So maybe he's an agent of Zionism to create anti-Zionism. So Zionism can get more power, as I explained yesterday, just like race grifters create racism to increase racism. That's kind of wild. Anyway, let's go to the next clip. Like, like I said, I got a lot to, to, to go through here. And um, I want to talk about the VP and I got some big brain shit for you today. Shout out to Mukhtar. Um, how do you see the U.S. economy playing itself out over the next 12 months? This is an election year. We've yeah. been talking a lot about what just took place in Iowa yeah. and trying to understand how the American public is going to feel about the economy may ultimately uh, dictate how uh, the president is decided. Yes, I agree with that. I, I think it's a mistake to assume that everything's hunky dory. And, you know, and when stock markets are up, it's kind of like this little drug we all feel like it's just great. You know, but remember, we've had so much fiscal monetary stimulation. So I'm a little more on the cautious side that we are facing a lot of things in 20 and 24 or 25. And you, we mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked, what the effect of negative, you know, zero race was for all this time. Uh, and obviously the politics and, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year, and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. Now, if you look, just take a step back. Be honest. He's kind of right about NATO. Kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta virus. Tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't. Th I don't like no, what he no, did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these. You know, what's funny is these people. They got these people scared. Look at the guy all the way on the left and his body language with his hand when they start talking about Trump he's very nervous to say something positive about Trump with China I don't th I don't like no, what he did with China virus yeah, I understand. He, he may have been right he, he, and I don't like how he said things about Mexico I don't like but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues and that's why they're voting for him and and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens and when you guys have people up here you should, have, you should always ask the why 
not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite well. And, you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? And, and I do think. So just more evidence of this swing to the right. It's definitely looking like a Trump's America for the next four years. If um, the true leader of our country, Jamin Dimon, as you see on our screen here, he's the true leader of our country. Um, if you've read my book, The Patriot Report, Unmasking Conspiracy of Money and War, you would know the power behind J.P. Morgan and our financial system. And uh, yeah, so if he's saying it, then we're definitely getting uh, a Trump America. And he's basically saying it's safe to say these things, too. So moving right along, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to the VP conversation. Um, let's go here. Let's let's pull this up. But it's the hypocrisy of the U.S. where they call homosexuality a human rights issue in Africa. But yet they are doing business with countries where homosexuality is frowned upon. Over a billion dollars of, 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 of military hardware is sold to Qatar almost on a yearly basis. In Qatar, homosexuality is punished by death, not imprisonment. Why are they not threatening Qatar? One of the biggest trading partners of the United States government is Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is punished by death. Why are they not threatening them? Why are they not threatening Russia? Then they come to Ghana and Africa and they want to come and threaten us with LGBTQ. The American government is a bunch of hypocrites. If they really want to flex their muscle, they should go and flex their muscle on Russia. What is it about bullies that we don't understand? Bullies never pick on people that can fucking whoop their ass. You understand what I'm saying? The entire continent of Africa is weak and get bullied because they refuse to unite. I don't even got to play no more of that. That's, that's, that's a great explanation of it all. And that's the truth. You know, the United States will bully other foreign nations to capitulate to the LGBTQ agenda, but they will not hold that same energy for Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and others. This is just a fact. Um, and speaking of gay, let's go to D. Wade. How do you? This platform is so trash sometimes. D way, D way. This is like seeing Jordan. It's like seeing Jordan in lingerie. It's just crushing. <laughs> Paul. So basically, he's talking about D way. You know, he just got his uh, his flowers down in the Miami heat and he showed up with his nails painted. So this is what um, Cameron and Mace are talking about here on their show. This uh, It is what it is. That's when I exit the show. <laughs> what? 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 I can't. You don't want to see, man. It's like you just ruined everything for you, you know? I can't. Yeah. I can't. Everybody's been doing it, so it's just like, that's what I've been seeing. Like, I don't know. You want to paint your nails? Go ahead and paint your nails. Like, 
if that's what you really want to do. This is what I would say to D-Way. If you're going to do your nails, you're going to do your hair, do your lashes. Just just go crazy. I would respect that more than just tiptoeing out. Just go crazy. <laughs> well. Oh, Lord. See, this is why hip-hop's important. This is why, because in a hip-hop world, you get to keep it real. You get to keep it real. And, and, and you know, your your usual bougie blacks, your boule blacks, they won't call D Wade out for having his nails painted. They're gonna they're too concerned about losing sponsors and homophobia and being canceled. Where Cam and Mesa like, we're stained in the culture. You can't get rid of us. You you can't make me go broke. I own thirty five Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, however many uh D and D's Cam owns. And uh, you know, these guys are businessmen. This is this is this is a product of you know, not having a boss. This is a product of not having superiors and handlers. You get to say what you want. And I love, I love this show because they keep it so, so real. So, so real. And, um, somebody's got to say something. Somebody with some clout got to say something. So I appreciate these guys. Shout out to Cam and Mace. This is, this is one of the best podcasts to ever come out of black culture. Um, we got a super, a rumble, a rumble rant from Natty Boy B. He says, Jews are not our greatest ally and never have been. Fuck you get that shit from. You must be an agent of the Zionists. Mark ass shit. Oh, okay. He sounds angry. Um, So, you know, uh, all we got to do is uh, remember, we got a call in portion of the show. Dial 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. And uh, call in. Let's talk. See if you can handle the debate with the with the God. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. <laughs> I love the anti-Zionists. I love them. Mostly because they're the most, like, they're the least educated about the topic. So I love I love picking on them. They get so agitated by the Jews, the Jews. I'm just like, okay. Um, you know the funny thing about the whole Jewish power thing is they couldn't do it alone. They needed collaboration with white folks. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, black groups, right? Or black uh, you know, gangs, right? At one point they were good, then they turned bad. Or now nah, let's just go to the Black Panther Party. FBI infiltrated. It took another Negro to sell out other Negroes. So if you think the Jews are bad, then which one of the white people of the power structure gave them that power, colluded with them? Somebody had to help. Anyway, let's go to the next topic here. I think I'm done with all the, the fun stuff. Let's reach down deep in a bag. Pause. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, let's let's talk about Trump's cabinet and then we'll go to the big brain stuff. Let's go to Trump's cabinet and then we'll talk about the big brain stuff. I got another funny one here for you. This is hilarious. Let's let's bump this up. 
Do I have that open? Oh yeah, the Meek Mill tweet. We have to we have to play this. We have to play this and then we'll play this. So, last of the funnies. Babylon B. They've been on a tear this week. They um we talked about her hair yesterday and they said Joanne Reed announces she has scalped a Karen and stolen her hair. Oh my lord. Oh my lord. Chat was going crazy on this wig yesterday. Super hilarious. Let's go to the tape. Uh, no, not that. So Babylon B posted this. It says Trump promises Vivek an administration position running the White House 7-Eleven. And uh, they faced uh, minimal backlash. Some people, you know, call this racist and stereotypical. And when I first saw it, I had to double check. I had to double check. I said, is that the Babylon Bee? Did they really publish this? They they actually published this. Wow, this is this is brave. This is I thought it was I'll be honest with you. I thought it was funny but racist. And sometimes funny includes racism. Like sometimes comedy, you're gonna say some shit about another group of people. You know, it's like a Dave Chappelle joke. You know, comedy comedy you know uh, you know, so one secret. Um, oh, man. Yo, who's that Jewish comic, yo, that hangs out with Joe Rogan? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? We was riding around and I asked him for some tips on comedy. And he told me. Um, he told me um, if you're not supposed to say it, then it's probably funny. He's like, you kind of got to like you kind of got to break rules on like political correctness to make really good comedy you know that's that's part of it um no not him um somebody in the channel get it uh tall dude he's really really funny we hung out had a good time um no not ari not ari no not him the other the other cat man um i feel like his last name starts with an s no, not Ari. Um, but yeah, I you know I thought it was racist. I was I thought it was I was like, man, this shit racist. But I laughed. I thought it was funny. It's very stereotypical. I, I don't but I wouldn't be mad at it either, because it's the Babylon B. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um No, not Shane Gillis. No. No. He's got the Netflix special. So Andrew Schultz, thank you. Andrew Schultz, Andrew Schultz, that's who it was. Andrew Schultz, yes, that guy. He's the one that told me that. And he gave me some other comedy tips too. Uh, real funny guy. Um, let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape before we look at some of this other stuff. So Meek Mill responds to this video here we're about to play. He says, wait till y'all see who the black people in poverty are voting for. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. From many, one. And you know how we're doing it? We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step of the way. There are two genders in this country. Period. That is the truth. Fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Reverse racism is racism. 
An open border is not a border. Parents determine the education of their children. The nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Capitalism lifts us up from poverty. There are three branches of government in the United States, not four. And the U.S. Constitution is the strongest and greatest guarantor of freedom in human history. That is the truth. We fight for the truth. Joining us now is Ari Fleischer. Oh, he's not Jewish. He's Irish. My bad, Schultz. My bad. Uh, I thought he was Jewish. Um, let's talk about Vivek after this clip. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's how was that? Pretty good, right? Did y'all hear that? They were chanting VP, 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 which brings me to my tweet. And here's my dream cabinet so far. I like I like what um Goldstein added. He said uh, Ron DeSantis could come in as Secretary of Defense, Secretary of State. I thought that was um I think that's a fair pick. So obviously we got Trump at president. I got Vivek VP. I got press secretary as Laura Luma and chief of staff, uh, Sonny Johnson. This is this is this is my setup. And I'm going to explain each of them. Trump, I mean, it kind of goes without being said. Vivek, the issue with Vivek is he's a wild card. okay, and he's either going to help Trump win or help Trump lose because he talks too much. He doesn't know what not to say. He knows exactly what to say to the base, but strategically to speak to all Americans as a VP should, you know, like the gender thing, I would have left that out. The race thing, I would have left that out. Now, you know how I feel about the gay shit and the gender and all of that. I just feel like why give the opposition ammo when we could stick to big brain topics like nuclear energy? like the fiscal responsibilities of the United States treasury and economics. Let's stick to those topics, those big brain topics and stop trying to placate to the small brains. So if he, if he, you know, he, he's like, he, he could step on a landmine, especially with the race conversation. He could step on a landmine. The, the Trump, you saw the Meek Mill tweet, Trump got the black vote in a bag. And the only thing that worries me about Vivek is he going to talk to white identitarian talking points that Donald Trump does not use. Be clear, Donald Trump does not talk about race. It's not on his platform. It's not something he just comes out and talks about. You can ask him about it and he'll talk about it. But unless it's the topic of conversation, he tends to leave that alone and stick to trade. Trade with China, trade with foreign countries. You know, he's talking about money. He's reviving the economy, oil prices. That's the stuff I care about. It's stuff we should all care about. The race conversation is something we the people have to solve. The gender conversation is something we the people have to solve. There's nothing that the United States government can do to solve racism. There's nothing they can do to solve the gender issue. That is something we the people have to solve. But as far as 
um, monetary policy is concerned, that is definitely within the hands of government, Federal Reserve, United States Treasury. Uh, you know how we you know, it's not up to the people to determine, you know, power plants and all of that stuff, how we get our energy. That's not on us. That's definitely a, a government policy. And Vivek carrying these conversations just to be an Internet troll to me is what worries me about him. But I'm willing to play the wild card. I'm willing to play the wild card and put his split tongue ass in the VP position Mostly because, well, I got two reasons. The first one is I think he could flip New Jersey. If anything, if anybody knows anything about New Jersey, you know, New Jersey has a very high Indian population. And if we can get him to get the Indian vote, because remember, Asians don't vote at a high rate. If we can get him to flip the Indian vote or get the Indian vote, they, maybe New Jersey flips when you consider the black vote plus the Indian vote and some of the moderates and whites. Um, also, he's our DEI guy, right? Vivek would be our DEI guy. We can act like we hate diversity, equity, inclusion, but we love it when it works to our benefit. So he's my DEI pick. We got a brown guy. Also, he's young and he's got a slick tongue. So pause. You know, if Trump's over here, Vivek can be over here causing hell and havoc. Um, also, um, you know, uh, one of my main reasons is securing the elections for 2028. I don't think anybody other than Vivek has a chance to be a Democrat in 2028. Uh, nobody is as sharp as Vivek and the left doesn't even have anybody. So the fact that we have someone on the right, uh, if Vivek is going to win the, the, the presidential position next year, he's got a uh, next election. He's got to get the VP spot. Um, some people have mentioned other names, um, but I would say safe bet. Who's going to go into a debate against a Democrat and just thrash them on stage? Cause that's what, that's what's going to happen, right? Like there's going to be a national debate between the left and the right Democrats and Republicans, DNC, GOP. And, uh, I can't see Ron DeSantis walking into a debate with the left and walking away with a landslide victory, nor Nemarata or anybody else on the right, for that matter, outside of Trump. And even Trump, I thought, did fairly poor in his debate against Joe Biden, considering the fact that Joe Biden was hocked up on meds and could barely move. I thought Trump should allow Biden to fall on his face and not be so aggressive in that debate. And I thought his being aggressive took away from the debate and i think vivek is a little bit sharper and smarter knows when to ease up and and when to go full steam at least you know that's my assumption so going into the next election i think vivek is the best thing coming out of the gop outside of trump um he said he don't want it i mean he's a liar like he also said he expected to win iowa and he knew he wasn't going to win iowa so um and he's supposed to say modest things like, I don't want the position right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he is VP. Maybe Trump picks somebody else. But what I liked, what I saw that I liked was this. It says uh, from the Calvin Coolidge project, it says Donald Trump said North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum will be an important part of his next administration in some form of capacity. Now, if anybody knows, this was my pick out of Vivek, Christie and Nemarata and Santis. I was like, yo, Doug sound like the smartest dude on this stage to me. Uh, 
He's a little soft. He's a little soft, but uh, at least he has substance. Like a lot of these people talk, but when Doug spoke on that stage, he said something. He's very much like me, where we say something and then we provide evidence. Whereas most people, they get on stage and they just talk and they just say stuff and people are supposed to take it at face value. Now, I, I saw some pushback to this where people said, well, you know, he voted against, you know, uh, banning gender care and all this other stuff. And I looked at the, the four things that that person put out and I'm like, well, it sounds to me like he's very libertarian where he's saying that this ain't got nothing to do with the government and the courts. It's up to you, the people. Like, I think one of the things was, should the government step in and ban um, men from competing in women's sports? And in many ways, I agree that that's not a government issue. There are private uh, entities, um, you know, you know, bodies of athletic sports that make these decisions. And why does the state have a say so in what? And that's the slippery slope where you'll go. No, we want them to ban this gender care thing. I'm this this, you know, males competing in female sports. And really what you're saying is that the state should begin to interfere in the private sector. That's that's the precedent that you set at a very high level. And people don't look at it like that. They look at it on the ground level, like, no, this is about men competing in women's sports. And I'm looking at it from a high level, like, well, what basically what you're saying is, like I said, the state interfering in the private sector. It's a very dangerous precedent to set. So if he's against that and and, and his reasonings are what I say, I got to I got to go with him. Uh, I think there's something that we, the people, have to do with the governing sports bodies that our children participate in. I don't know if it's a boycott or you know, some other means of revolution uh, to let them know that that shit's not fucking cool. Right. Um, I think when it's, I think what will happen is naturally is you're going to have um, a, a governing body of sports and that governing body of sports is going to say men are allowed in female sports. And what people are going to say is, you know what? We are no longer going to compete under this federation. We're going to compete under our own alternative federation where women compete against women. And that could over or at least create competition for the mainstream federations that govern sports, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Tony, the gunslinger says, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Not sure who Vivek really is. I think even Trump is skeptical about him. I think Trump is skeptical about him, too. You can tell when he was talking, Trump was kind of looking like, please don't say something stupid. And I think that's why Trump might not pick him for VP, because he's like, oh, this guy's too much of a wild card. But if I was Trump's advisor, I would say, take the chance. What do you have to lose? <laughs> it's not like the left has anything. Um, and just tell Vivek, shut the fuck up on race. Shut the fuck up on gender. Let's focus on money. Let's focus on the economy. Let's focus on energy and trade and shut the fuck up with this other shit. And let's go win this election. That's what needs to be said to Vivek. And if we can make that happen and get that get through to Vivek and turn him from an Internet troll into a real politician or a good politician or a decent one, we can make we can make inroads um, in the White House. Um what else did I have on this? 
Um, did I play this? Okay, I played this one. Or did I not? No, it's this one. I want to play this one. Let's play this. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that's how was that? Pretty good, right? That was pretty good. And he's a fantastic guy. And he's really, uh, he's got something that's uh, very special because he started off with a Zippo and he's got, he ended up very strong. He did a great job. I was actually surprised when he called because he was doing well. And uh, it's an honor to have his endorsement. He's going to be working with us and he'll be working with us for a long time. Thank you. Okay, now let's get to the big brain topic. Today, we are going to expose Mo Facts as an agent of white supremacy. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Mo Facts, you there? Is Mo Facts still in the chat? We're about to expose Mo Facts and Tariq Nasheed and whoever else falls under that umbrella, freedmen and all of that. I'm going to show you how these people are either witting or unwitting agents of so-called white supremacy, which they say exists, which they say they hate. I'm going to show you right now. Hold on. Oh, I hate the format that this comes in. I forgot it looks like this. Is there a way I could take this and then squish it for the screen? All right, I'll just share the link. All right, so here we go. Now, I had forgotten about this document. I remember this document ages ago, ages ago. And this is uh, Exhibit 10 of U.S. Supreme Court case number 00-9587, National Security Council Memorandum 46. Okay. Is Mo there? Where Mo at? Mo, we about to expose your ass. Oh, he's dead. What up, Mo? This is from Secretary of Treasury. Uh, no, CC to the Secretary of Treasury, the Secretary of Commerce, the Attorney General, the Chairman, Joint Chief of Staff, signed by uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski. You guys know Brzezinski. Okay. All right. So this is where the tethers clap back. This section of the of the of the broadcast is called tethers clap clap back. So presidential review uh, memorandum and uh, to the secretary of state, secretary of defense and the director of central intelligence, the CIA. Okay, National Security Security Council. And it says the president has directed that a comprehensive review be made of current developments in black Africa from the point of view of their possible impacts on the black movement in the United States. The review should consider, number one, long-term tendencies and social political developments and the degree to which they are consistent with or contradict the U.S. interests. Two, proposals for durable contacts between radical African leaders and leftist leaders of the black community. Number three, Appropriate steps to be taken inside and outside the country in order to inhibit inhibit any pressure 
by radical African leaders and organizations of the U.S. black community for the latter to exert influence on the policy of the administration toward Africa. Okay, now let's get into what it says here. I'm not going to read all this because it's pretty extensive. I'm just going to and I didn't have a chance to get the highlights in here because I read this on mobile. But let's let's take a look here. Number one. Um. Actually, let's go to 2A, U.S. interests in black Africa. A multiplicity of interests influences the U.S. attitude toward black Africa. The most important of these interests can be summarized as follows. And uh, I'll just take a look at the first one here and then I'll jump right down to the bottom of the document. It says if black African states assume attitudes hostile to the U.S. national interest, our policy toward the white uh, policy toward the white regimes, which is a key element in our relationships with the black states, may be subjected by the latter to great pressure for fundamental change. Thus, the West may face a real danger of being deprived of access to the enormous raw materials resources of southern Africa, which are vital for our defense needs, as well as losing control over the Cape Sea routes, by which approximately 65 percent of the Middle Eastern oil is supplied to Western Europe. OK, so there's some more assessments here, et cetera, et cetera. But um, we're going to jump down here. Number four, Roman numeral four. Black Africa and the U.S. black movement. And it says right here, in order to prevent such a trend and protect U.S. national security interests, it would appear essential to elaborate and carry out effective countermeasures. OK, says number one, possibility of joint action by U.S. black and African nationalist movement. So they're concerned about U.S. blacks and Africans uniting in elaborating u.s policy towards black africa due weight must be given to the fact that there are 25 million american blacks whose roots are african whose roots are african hotep you're a genius hotepjesus.com shout out to mukhtar for this for this link by the way whose roots are african whose roots are african mo and who consciously or subconsciously Sympathies with African nationalism. Okay, let's go down. Recommendations. So in, in this section right here where it says recommendations, it says here, number one, specific steps should be taken with the help of appropriate government agencies to inhibit coordinated activity of the black movement in the United States. Special clandestine operations should be launched by the CIA to generate mistrust and hostility in American and world opinion against joint activity of the two forces and to cause division among African black African radical national groups and their leaders. U.S. embassies to black African countries, especially interested in southern Africa, must be highly circumspect in view of the activity of certain political circles and influential individuals opposing the objectives and methods of the U.S. policy towards South Africa. It must be kept in mind that the failure of U.S. strategy in South Africa would adversely affect American standing throughout the world. And that comes back to the white identitarian people caring about the white Southern farmers. And we telling you that these accounts and wokeness, all these people are possibly CIA agents, uh, whether they know it or not. In addition, this would mean a significant diminution of 
U.S. influence in Africa and the emergence of new difficulties in our internal situation due to worsening economic prospects. Matt Earth Theory said this is a hunting license. Big facts. Number four, the FBI should mount surveillance operations against black African representatives and collect sensitive information on those, especially at the U.N., who oppose U.S. policy towards South Africa. The information should include facts on their links with the leaders of the black movement in the United States, thus making possible at least partial neutralization of the adverse effects of their activity. Again, concerned with a union between black African leaders in Africa and black African leaders in America. Let's go down. I'm going to skip down here. The principal, uh, actually, let me read this first. Since the mid-1960s, when the legislation on the human rights was passed and Martin Luther King murdered, federal and local measures to improve black welfare have been taken, as a result of which the U.S. black movement has undergone considerable changes. Now, this is a dig on the left. This is a dig on the left because the left wants all this government help, right? And I'm going to show you right here how the CIA was like, let me not spoil it. Let's go. The principal changes are as follows. Social and economic issues have supplanted political aims as the main preoccupations of the movement. Social and economic issues have replaced political aims. And actions formerly planned on a nationwide scale are now being organized locally. Mm, That means people started thinking about money and not the politics, and that's not good. Fragmentation and lack of organizational unity within the movement. This is true. Sharp social stratification of the black population and lack of policy options which could unite them. Want of a national leader of standing comparable to Martin Luther King. Now, here's where it gets juicy. Says the range of policy options, and this is where Mo Fax is named specifically. They say here, what do they want to do? Arrange without intent, implied priority they are, to enlarge programs within the framework of the present budget for the improvement of the social and economic welfare of American blacks in order to ensure continuing development of present trends in the black movement. So they're saying, let's give the blacks welfare. To elaborate and bring into effect a special program designed to perpetuate division in the black movement and neutralize the most active groups of leftist radical organizations representing different social strata of the black community to encourage division in black circles. This is Mo Fax and his talk of we are unique Negroes. Okay. C. And, and Mo texted me the other day, said it's time to argue. So this is a great time to set this up. C, to preserve the present climate, which inhibits the emergence from within the black leadership of a person capable of exerting nationwide appeals. This is the erasure of our leaders. And we've talked about that in the past. D, to work out and realize preventive operations in order to impede durable ties between U.S. black organizations and radical groups in the African states. I'm going to repeat that again because this is Mo Facts right here. Mo Facts must have came from the CIA offices. 
both facts might be an insurgent, Goldstein. To work out and realize preventive measures in order to impede durable ties between U.S. black organizations and radical groups in African states. This is part of the CIA design. This is part of the National Council, National Security Council design. Give these niggas money so they can shut the fuck up and don't let them collude with Africa. E, to support actions designed to sharpen social stratification in the black community. Now, this is what happened when they came up with that term. Um, like, I could kill somebody in a debate just with this document. Um, intersectionality. Intersectionality is another form of stratification. In the black community, say, oh, you can't be pro-black unless you recognize intersectionality. Intersectionality is social stratification, which would lead to the widening and perpetuation of the gap between successful educated blacks and the poor, giving rise to growing antagonism between different black groups and weakening of the movement as a whole. So now what do you see online? You got your leftist blacks, you got your 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 FBAs, you got your freedmen, you got all these different groups. All part of the design. When Hotep Jesus and others like me, like Strong Dad, what we say? No, we all African. We all black African. We are all one people. You carry on, Mofax, a CIA operative mission to separate us from Africa. Maybe that's why we never see your face. <laughs> I'm going for the jugular today, Mo. I'm going for your jugular today, Mo. F. Now look at this. To facilitate the greatest possible expansion of black business by granting government contracts and loans with favorable terms to black businessmen. And people will go, well, why would they want to help blacks? Let's continue. G, to take every possible means through the AFL CIO leaders to counteract the increasing influence of black labor organizations, which function in all major unions and in particular the National Coalition of Black Trade Union and its leadership, including the creation of real preference for adverse and hostile reaction among white trade unionists to demand uh, to demands for improvement of social and economic welfare of blacks. So basically it's saying is if we give them some money, we select a good few Negroes and give them some money. They'll think, oh, we can put down our revolutionary flags. We can put down our revolutionary flags. And that's what happened with Obama. They said the black people need a new leader. So we'll give them one. We'll give them an MLK. And Obama has been exalted to that level of an MLK in the black community. You can't talk bad about Obama to your grandma. She going to cuss you out. So they replaced our, they got rid of our black leadership. We covered that in the past. We went down the line of all those great names. Ivan Van Sertima to Khalid Muhammad. And then they gave us Barack Obama. Then they gave us a bunch of loans. Okay. H to support the nomination. Here it is right here. Here's Obama. Y'all ready? To support the nomination at federal and local levels of loyal, loyal black public figures to elective offices. 
to government agencies in the court. That's also um, who's the black lady out there that looked like James Brown? Why can I never, never, never remember her name? I always want to say Margaret. Y'all know who I'm talking about. This would promote the achievement of a two twofold purpose. First, it would be easier to control the activity of loyal black representatives within existing institutions. Maxine Waters, thank you. Maxine Waters. This is Maxine Waters they're talking about here. And the and the Congressional Black Caucus. Cory Booker, that's another one. Second, the idea of an independent black political party now under discussion within black leadership circles would soon lose all support. The idea of an independent black political party now under discussion within the black leadership circles would soon lose all support. Sheila Jackson, she's another one. They didn't want black people to break off and create their own political party because that's what we were talking about. We we're discussing this instead. Replace the leaders, give them a bunch of money, bring them in to uh, the Democrats. I rest my case. We about to go to the phone lines. It's about to get spicy. Mo facts. You better have your defense. You better have your defense. Mo facts. If you want to get on these phone lines, if you want some of this sauce from the boss, pause. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. I'll be right back after this commercial break from menofwater.com. Apex in stores now. 